Welcome to the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, where the aim is to answer the questions that you want to know when Dr. Google just ain't cutting it. Maybe you've been in front of a consultant and have left and it's still keeping you awake at night. Or maybe you've been asking online and still aren't satisfied. So we've brought together the many experts that we've met, as well as asking brands who want to help you understand things better to share their wisdom in a bite-sized chunk. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you will know that on the Fertility Podcast, we have covered a lot of topics to help you learn more about your fertility. So if you've just found this podcast, do go and have a listen to our last couple of series as we've really mapped out what you need to be thinking about. What you're going to get here is a snippet of something useful, a bite-sized chunk of information on what can be an extremely overwhelming topic. In this episode of the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, we're working with the Centre for Reproductive and Genetic Health, or you may have heard of them as CRGH. Now, they've been helping people understand and preserve their fertility for more than 30 years and have helped create thousands of families in that time. They have a real focus on personalised care and have outstanding success rates. And CRGH have also helped pioneer new treatments and technology for those trying to conceive. And today we're going to be speaking with Zavi Brunetti, Deputy Head of Embryology at CRGH, explaining more about Inside the Lab at CRGH, what's different about it, and a bit more about what happens after egg collection ahead of embryo transfer. So the lab at CRGH, well, we moved into our new premises around six, seven years ago, and we have a state of of the art lab with the latest technology. We, once the, the eggs come to the lab, we keep them in the incubator, and then we prepare them for insemination, which could be using the conventional technique, uh, IVF, where we just mix the eggs and the sperm, let them do the job overnight, and hopefully the eggs fertilize by the following day. In case of poor sperm morphology, motility, or in cases where there have been poor fertilization before, we can do ICSI, where we inject one sperm straight away inside the egg, and then we let them hopefully activate. If we have fertilization, then the following day the embryos start dividing and we keep them in the lab, usually between three to five to six days. Depending on the treatment plan, we can freeze them on day three. We can biopsy them on day five if they form blastocysts. We can transfer them straight away at the blastocyst stage, or we can just simply freeze them for future use. So at the collection, patients come into theatre and then there is obviously a multidisciplinary team, nurses, the doctor, the embryologists in theatre, using ultrasound, we read the follicles, we aspirate the follicular fluid that contains the egg, and that goes into a tube. The tube is passed to the embryologist that looks under the microscope for the cumulus um, cells that contain the egg inside. When the egg is identified, it's put in special media, and then it's later on put into the incubator, where we keep it warm and cozy um, until we are going to perform the insemination or the egg freezing, because nowadays there is a lot of patients coming through egg freezing as well. Um, then we prepare the eggs for ICSI, if that is the, the method we use to inseminate the eggs by removing the cells that surround the egg using special media and special pipettes. Um, and then we inseminate them um, using a micromanipulator, which is kind of a, I would say like joystick, uh, kind of video game where you have very thin needles that help you to manipulate um, the egg and the sperm. After the insemination, we keep them in the incubator until the following day where we will assess the fertilization. When we look for fertilization, what we are looking is two little circles inside the egg, and they are kind of the envelopes that contain the genetic material. 
usually one from the egg and one from the sperm. In some cases, we may see a different number of these circles or envelopes, and that means that the egg has fertilized abnormally, and unfortunately, it's not suitable for treatment. Another tool we have when grading the embryos nowadays, if we use embryoscope, is what's called morphokinetics. So we look at the speed that the cells divide, the synchrony on the cell division, and that allows us to get um, a number we call the KID score, um, which is the it tells us the probability of that embryo giving us um, a viable live birth uh, or a viable pregnancy. Um, and that's very, very helpful because sometimes you have two embryos that look exactly the same morphologically, but because we've been able to track the cell divisions, it allows us to select the one that has more chances to, to succeed. So once we have the, the embryos created, either they may be fresh, in, they are in culture, or they are frozen, then we tell the patients when to come in for transfer. Obviously, if it's a fresh transfer, usually it happens day five, day six, post-egg collection, and then we give them the time, the instructions, and once you, they come in, we, we'll have a chat um, in detail about the quality of the embryos, all the embryo development, and how many are suitable for freezing post-transfer. If it's a frozen embryo transfer, obviously it's a bit, it can be a bit more scheduled because they, they know when they started the progesterone, um, when to come in, but then it allows us to give the opportunity to have a chat with them, which embryo to thaw, where are we thawing it based on embryo quality, which is usually the, the case unless they've had genetic testing, and then obviously we transfer an embryo that is normal, genetically speaking, have the right number of chromosomes. The embryologists obviously um, have a very close contact with patients um, when they are in the lab, because it's probably the most exciting moment for patients. Um, and we know it can be hard and, and very uh, difficult for them. Um, so they know they can always contact. We always offer, we're always there. Um, either they can reach us by email, by phone, um, by a portal. And, and we're happy to support them and, and explain things as many times as we need because we know it's a difficult time. So we know that we can we can really make a difference. And and it's I think it's probably the most rewarding part of our job when when patients thank you or or even that they put your name to the to the baby. So it's really really rewarding. Make sure you visit crgh.co.uk to learn more about the clinic. Plus, you can book a free mini consultation or attend an open evening. And of course, if you've enjoyed this bite-sized snippet from the Fertility Podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Acast, Google, Spotify. And if you've got the time to leave us a review and share what you've heard, that would be so helpful because we're all about trying to help you micro-learn with these snippets of useful information.